0: Seven, six, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You'll never have the stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother!
1: Welcome, friends, to episode eight zero of Color of Magic, your magic and gaming podcast, where we talk about all types of things kind of away from the gaming table that affect our gaming. I am your host, Daquan Watson, and. For 80 amazing episodes, still got my main man here, Brian Allen. How is it going today, dude? 80, the Jerry Rice episode, if you will. Yeah, like it's arguable that Jerry Rice, I, like it's Jerry Rice or Tom Brady, right? Like if you're going to talk yeah. goat, right? There's it, it, really no other choices there in football.
0: But Bill Russell reminded us we are just talking about football because he put out his, like, Mandarin photo and all 11 of his rings. People talk about, is Tom Brady or Michael Jordan the GOAT? him,
1: <laughs> young people. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm this is going sideways. So, I mean, sports ball talk here for a second. But, like, I, I look back at that. And don't get me wrong. Those teams had some good players. But, like, the league wasn't what it is now. Where there's, you know, 32 teams and every team has like three, four studs. You know, like it's it's just not the same. You know, like but still
0: eleven t- like a, in
1: a row. 11, eleven still baller. I'm I'm not hating, but I mean I, I do feel like those things need context, right? Because like when we go back and talk about Wilt Chamberlain and him having like a season where he averaged whatever it was like fifty-eight points or some absurd amount, right? Like yeah, but if you go back and watch that footage, he's playing against a bunch of dudes that are, like, lanky, unathletic. Like, he he was the god among men. You know he what I mean? can't help it if he's, as Andre
0: used to say, it's not my fault. I'm the biggest of the
1: strongest. For real. But it, but it's true, though, right? Like, still got to give him credit. He still crushed it for his time. But, I like, there's, like, now almost every team has a dude built like Wilt Chamberlain. You know what I mean? Like, that wasn't a thing back then. But... I mean, not going to take that away the from NBA you. The NBA is like, what? <laughs> he's, he's looking at like dude, dude was still a baller. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, dude still deserves his place in the hall. Like, he was doing things. Like, he made us change the free throw rule. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, dude Dude was a for real baller. But yeah, the the eight zero episode is where we're at today. And we got to say, hey, if you want to support the show, you could just be like our four new patrons over at patreon.com slash color of magic. Four? Four. It was a good week. We got Wilbur, Hubert Wong, Eric Anon, and Quinn Schultz. So I will get some postcards, lovely postcards, out to y'all, and we will get you invited over to our Discord, so you can come be part of all the conversations and stuff.
0: Thank you very
1: much. Yeah, much appreciated. And we got to give some love to our sponsor, cardsphere.com. Matter of fact, I was just on Cards Fair earlier today, and I put some dragons approach on my want list, and I already have somebody who's going to send me a couple of them. It's really that simple. You just go in, put in what you want. As long as you got some money in your account, somebody has what you need, boom, boom. Deal's done. You get stuff in the mail a few days later. It is awesome. <laughs> like, it's just if you're looking for stuff at the price you want or you want to sell stuff at the price you want, go put it up there and check it out. They're big supporters of our show and other great people that make amazing magic content. Go over and set up an account. Just show them some love. They are cardsphere.com. Now, we talked about cards. But we have some other news, finally, that our playmats and tokens are up. Matter of fact, some of y'all, I got to say thank you. We've already sold four playmats, and I just put them up yesterday. I guess two days ago by the time you listen to this. So, yeah, uh, we have the playmats up. We have some color magic playmats, some dragon brood playmats, and we have our lovely tokens that depict me and brian at uh, brian as a flying spirit token and me as a warrior token so you can get with those incredible right abs <laughs> yes with incredible abs for sure uh, and we're selling those as a set of 10 so you get five of each and i believe we have them uh shipped for like eight dollars so per set so i cover shipping and everything if you want them Go over there. You just you can get them on our website. Actually, I had them set up in our Facebook shop, but I, I realized they don't do some stuff well as far as like international shipping and whatever. So I set it up uh, through Wix on our page. So you can go to colorofmtg.com/shop. So colorofmtg.com/shop if you want to buy some of our sweet sweet playmats and tokens. Be much appreciated. It really helped Brian put food on the table for all them kids he's got at home.
0: <laughs> we do
1: have a we do have a few i, I mean we got. I would, we're not
0: like a we're not like one of those content creators that has 30
1: kids but no not like that i mean all i got is some cats so like you know i cats and i donate to some things that's all i got happening over here Cats one of, too, though. too one of mine's still miserable he is not adjusted to being in the new house yet he, he oh, hides okay. under the blanket for like half the day so it's just like we're we're still got trying to get over that but people did like seeing them on my video a couple days ago. So there's that. Maybe I'll have to have the cats on my uh, YouTube stuff more often.
0: I still hide under blankets in the new house, too, sometimes. <laughs> Can't blame me on
1: some days, man. All right. So let's get down to business because you know what? There was definitely some things going on this week that we got to talk about. I'm going to... Just so we bring it up, right? Because, you know, elephant in the room type of content we talk about, you know, going all the way back to the George Floyd stuff last summer. Chauvin, the cop that was involved, found guilty on all three major charges. Good deal. Things went the way they should. Even had cops come up and say, yeah, he screwed up, this is not how we do things. So that alone should be enough. But in relation to gaming... There were several black content creators that I, a couple that I had conversations with, a couple I saw post on Twitter, where I guess people thought, and I don't know, I can't get into people's heads, but people were coming into streams and just blurting out the verdicts and then, I guess, giving their opinion. And then the whole chat and conversation becomes about this thing. And and this kind of brought up another thing that, that happens from time to time that you get people in the chat that want to make the stream about whatever it is they want to talk about. Whatever is on their mind, whatever things they're concerned about. And it's like, dude, this is not your show. This is for somebody else who probably spent time planning and prepping for a couple of days, maybe even went and bought a new game, set up their new camera and lights or whatever, you know, made some overlays, had to do some coordination with their moderators. And then you come in there and stroll in and try to F the whole thing up because you want to talk about a different thing. Now, yes, I get it. This particular topic. Awesome. And I get, you're probably trying to go in there thinking you're being supportive and all that, but you know what? If it's that big a deal and you want to talk about it, send a message to the creator and say, Hey, is it cool if I mention this? And if they say, yeah, cool, great, run with it. If they say, nah, we're kind of focusing on this, don't want to talk about that today. Because, you know, even on my streams, like just yesterday, we did one where we were focusing on Strixhaven, right? And somebody wanted to bring up some other thing or another format. And I was like, cool, today we're talking about Strixhaven stuff. So if you have a standard deck that's got Strixhaven cards you want help with, sure, we can talk about it. Because I had a goal and I had a purpose. And I was giving some codes away and I was doing a thing. I didn't want it derailed. It wasn't what we were talking about that day.
0: And if you wanted to talk about the verdict, there's a whole politics section on Twitch. And I promise you, there are probably no less than 10 people in there talking about the verdict because that was the big political thing that happened yesterday.
1: Oh, you ain't lying. Yeah. Yeah. So they Twitch,
0: Twitch, whatever. Almost at this point, whatever you want to talk about. There's a section about stocks. If you want to go in there and talk about GameStop and all those memes, there's almost everything on Twitch at this point.
1: Yeah, and and that's the other thing too. I mean, there are other spots you can do that. Like you don't have to strong arm and force this personality that supposedly you like. I'm assuming if you're showing up to their streams regularly, to that point. Or whatever it is, their Twitter feed or their Discord or whatever. And like, you don't have to strong arm them into participating. Like, there are other places if you want to go talk about that. Like, and in reality, the verdict that came down, this should be the norm. It shouldn't be news. Like, the way things went down, this should have been a foregone conclusion. But we were talking about it pre show. Like, when that first day went by, I was like, okay, maybe they're debating that third charge to kind of see how they feel about it. Whatever. Then when we got deep into that second day, I was like, oh man, <laughs> like somebody's holding out. <laughs> yep, this might be a problem. And then you know, verdict came down; it was fine. But like, it was there was concern there for a little bit. You know, I was like, oh wait a minute. You know, but you shouldn't even have to feel like that. Like that should be the norm. You know what I mean? So yeah, like the the lesson though here is don't just stroll up into somebody's project and insert yourself to make it about you. It's not about you now. Yes. They want to interact with you. Yes. They will acknowledge you, but that is not your space. If even me, I have friends that are constantly when I show up in their channels, like if we, even if we're having a conversation in there, like there's sometimes I purposely just step back. Cause I'm like, I don't want to dominate their chat. Because this is not my space. This is their space and they have other viewers. So I try to wrap up the conversation where it happened and then I just sit back. So other people can get their words in so they can address other people and it's not just about me and there, you know, whatever. Even though we're friends, doesn't matter. That's not my space. I could do that over on my streams, on my YouTube channel, or whatever. It's and when the coin cool.
0: comes in, just everybody wants to talk to him. You know, it's like it's that person at the party that just they didn't, he can't turn it off, y'all. He's got a t- level 10 charisma.
1: Okay. He put all his points into the charisma. Shoot. I I got to do something. I'm definitely lacking in other spaces. But yeah, it's just one of those things like you got to have some awareness. And I get it. Some of you may thought you were being supportive yesterday or whatever, and that's all fine and good but you probably weren't doing as much good as you thought. For some people, their streaming is their way to connect with people. It's their way to get away from things for a little bit. Hell, especially during the pandemic, that might be their only fun downtime. They don't necessarily want to bring that into that space. Or they might want to talk about it later on a stream where they have a certain guest, or maybe they want to make content around it to address it appropriately and give it its full time and thought. As opposed to you coming in and putting them on the spot, and now they have to find a way to discuss it, argue it, debate it, whatever it is, when they're not prepared for that.
0: And some people just have, as
1: a rule, no politics. And it's their
0: stream. you got to respect that.
1: Yep. That's what I said. It's their space. Whether I like it or not doesn't matter. It's not my space. So, yeah, just one of those things. One of those things. I think it's a thing people don't think about enough that really is important. But, Brian, you know what we like to do. We like to educate and talk about fun things, but we also have to keep expanding our mind. What did you learn within the last week?
0: Well, You know, I, in kind of continuing, I guess, the, the theme of the, the, the past couple of days, talking about the uh, the George Floyd verdict, did you see the police report that was initially released? Because everybody's been talking about that on the various
1: news shows. Oh, my goodness! yeah, that was
0: how amazing. it had nothing to do with what actually happened and again, as somebody you know that was for for uh what about a ten year span, either general assignment or police reporter, I just looked back and realized how many times I had had that same fact free police report, and how many times. I probably got in trouble or, you know, got sideways looking for my boss when it wasn't me that it screwed up. It was the police.
1: Man, that's a that- tough one, right? Because if I if I had read that report, I would have no idea that no. that was what went down on that cell phone footage.
0: It didn't like, mention cause they, cause the cause on the it. neck. None of that was brought up.
1: No, it, honestly, when you read that report, what you visualize looks nothing like that scene. And it would have been. Like not even close.
0: If, if I'm on the police desk and that's all I have, that is a three inch blurb at the bottom of like page 6B. Yeah. Because
1: that's and, something and I that happens
0: every day. It's like somebody, you know, talks to the cops. There's a medical emergency. And then, you know, and then maybe something, you know, maybe they die. But without context really it's bottom of 6b
1: yeah man that's tough because I you know like you said some in your shoes you were a reporter for a while right like you're just working off the reports that are available to write your stories
0: and I just sat there and thought about you know how many times did I put something in the bob of 6b because I didn't know the details. there's no there were no cell phones back when I or not with cameras anyway there were no cell phone cameras, so whatever the police department PR person told me, if I didn't happen to be... Okay, what do they ask me just happening to be at the crime scene? Virtually impossible that that happens. Yeah, see, that's tough.
1: That's why... So I, they, for most reporters,
0: your first conversation is with the police's PR person and yeah. you just hope they're shooting... They weren't there either. So all they got is what the police officers tell.
1: And see, and that's what's tough, right? When we're when we were running events for things or whatever, it's like, you all. we always try to do our due diligence and say like, okay, was there anybody else around? Did anybody else see anything, hear anything, whatever? So we could put the whole scene together as best we could. Because, I mean, it, it, otherwise you got nothing. It's just like one person saying, well, this happened. And it's like, well, okay, I'm going to give you benefit of the doubt, but before I go try to punish the other person, I got to f- get more stuff together here. Because otherwise, it's like you just say it happened, and I'm like, okay, well, how do I know? You know what I mean? So it's it's a tough thing. It's it's a tough tough situation. And when you're talking about something at that level, it's scary because the people you have entrusted to uphold things are submitting stuff that. And it, I think the problem the problem for me is it didn't even feel like when you watch a movie and you see things from like different perspectives, and you can yeah. see how somebody viewed something a certain way it didn't even feel like that it felt like a whole different scene when i read through that and that's the part that was unnerving because it would have been like if it had been like okay well you know he held him down and did this and whatever and then you know the victim ended up unresponsive after this amount of time or blah blah and like maybe they had a different i don't know maybe they had a different perspective on how long it was or maybe he he you know, somebody said his knee was on his back and instead of his neck, or like there was nothing like that. You know, because at least that I'd be like, okay, maybe this is the way it looks, or maybe this is somebody covering their butt, you know, giving as close of a thing without getting themselves in trouble or whatever. But it wasn't even anything like that.
0: No. An- and that another was another thing
1: problem. I've probably, you know,
0: read and, and ridden from a thousand of those releases. I don't recall the kind of restraint that was used ever being discussed. Not one time. Oh, that's a good point. They never mention, you know, if somebody was handcuffed or if they were knelt on or how many officers. It's if, if there's a death, it's like, okay, so they, they went to this address, this thing happened, then, you know, the officer discharged his weapon and, and XY person, age such and such, is dead. It's pretty much all we ever got.
1: Yeah, that's tough, man. And unless
0: it's somebody, you know, it's a situation like George Floyd where it, where it kind of just takes, the, the world sees it. I had an incident where somebody's friend got killed and they asked me, you know, they, of course, read the, you know, sadly, it, it was somebody that wasn't in any way famous, wasn't caught on camera. So they got a blurb at the bottom of, you know, page 6B and they would ask me. Are y'all ever gonna do any more about that murder? Like, sadly, no, because unfortunately, in Shreveport, fifteen other people got murdered today. And unless you happen to be, or it's, it's some case where a bunch of people paid attention, there's video footage, or let's say you're, you know, the mayor's kid or some famous rapper, like there's no follow-up.
1: Yeah, you know, when people say it's been happening for a while, these are the reasons why they say it. But let's talk about something a little bit more positive. Something happened a couple days ago. I got to join the vaccinated club finally. All right. Well, so I got my first one. And I have to say, the process was not bad at all. Like, so if you're at least in the state of Washington, and I believe Oregon opened theirs up too, so uh, m- m- a big chunk of the Northwest now, but they decided, uh, I believe it was like April 15th. They were going to open up vaccines to everybody age 16 and over. So you go to this website. You can pick whatever locations you want to go to or whatever. They have a whole thing set up. It's actually really good. And then you submit your information and they ask you like basic questions, right? I think it's probably the same stuff they asked you, right? Have have you had these symptoms in X amount of time? Have you had a reaction to this, that, and the other? You're allergic to anything, you know, all that. You answer all the questions and they let you fill out this thing and then uh, you pick your locations or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, when this has openings, you'll get an email saying, you know, you need to go pick a time and whatever. I had my thing in like an hour later. Like I went, I was like, cool. There's like, if I wanted to drive probably up to an hour and a half, two hours, there was probably like 40 places I could have went to. Yeah. But I'm like, "Eh, I'll look at these like five or six that are within like 15, 20 minutes of the house. And that's fine. And yeah, one of them was literally 20 minutes away. And I literally got the email. I went, cool, I'll just go tomorrow at nine o'clock. From the time I got out of my car to the time I got my shot might have been two minutes. Like I literally got in. They, you know, just gave me a quick thing to check a little uh, QR code on my phone. I got up to the front. They checked my ID, match it with the computer. I sat in a chair. They stabbed my arm. They gave me a piece of paper. I sat around for 15 minutes to make sure I didn't have some crazy reaction. And then I went home. And I was like, man, this is brilliant. I I told everybody, if you're within... Hell, if you're within driving distance at all of the Auburn Outlet Collection Mall, or whatever they call it up here, the Outlet Mall, like, go. For real. Like, sign up and go. They, They literally... Just go until they run out every day. They apparently have openings every day. And they are just getting people through with no problem. Especially if you go in the morning. Cause I went on like, I guess it was a Tuesday morning when I went. And man, it was just in and out. Boom. It was awesome. Now, as for effects, I got nothing. I got nothing really. Like, except for the slight soreness of, you know, your muscle being stabbed. Like, you know, when it happens, we get a flu shot or something. That's about it. I don't really have anything. I got lucky. So, yeah. And my arm really was more sore yesterday the day I got it than it was today. And it's usually the opposite when I get the flu vaccine. But yeah, as far as energy, everything else, like nothing, you know, it didn't affect my appetite, my strength. Yeah, I'm I'm good. So, we'll see if the second one kicks my butt here and, you know, whatever. 28 more days or whatever it is. Uh 26 days, I think I have my next one scheduled. But until then, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. And I have to admit, there is like a weird slight sense of relief being in on like the, the man, I don't know if I want to, I don't want to demean other things saying like the path to recovery, but that's sort of what it feels like, you know?
0: I feel the same way where it's, you know, you can, you, you can kind of almost see a light at the end of the tunnel. It, obviously, there's still, you know, a small percentage of people that still end up contracting it because of variants. But for the most part, this has been, and then of course, you know, Johnson and Johnson issues, but 99% of the people that have done this have not had any problems.
1: Yeah. And I'll tell you the other crazy thing, uh, because I mentioned it in one of my videos that like, Hey, if I'm not with it tomorrow or my videos late, like this is why. Right. But I had multiple, I have several viewers from Germany. And they mentioned that it's actually worse in Germany right now, where they actually, several of them are saying they may not even get theirs until the end of this year. Wow. Yeah, I would assume the U.S., us just being the dumb Americans we are and things happening the way they do, we would be behind. But no, apparently there's like some type of weird bureaucratic holdup that's slowing things down. And they were even telling me there, like here, at least I don't know how it is in Texas, but at least up here. If there's a like, let's say Walgreens or something that's doing COVID shots and some people don't show up and they have like 30 left or whatever at the end of the day, so they don't go bad. They just basically put out a bat signal and then everybody who wants one can just come get one. So it doesn't go to waste. Apparently in Germany, they don't do that. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, it just from at least this is what I'm being told. I don't know how true it. I didn't research it. I'm just trusting people that are telling me. But obviously they want to get vaccinated and they're mad that they can't because yeah. apparently it doesn't work like that. I mean, locally, there's even groups here that are just like, hey, they inform people that, oh, yeah, this place has some extra day. Get over there. You know, you'll see them post on like Twitter stuff or whatever. So like we're, we're trying to get people done up here. As of last week, the number that's all we were already at over 50 per- or actually, no, we we're right at 50 percent. Of the state of Washington that had already had at least one vaccine shot. So we're getting it done up here. We're we're trying to trying to make things happen. I don't know about elsewhere, but it's happening here. So hopefully, hopefully people can get vaccinated sooner rather than later. But I will say the interesting thing though. I don't we've talked about the Hunter Burt Memorial Open before. Great, fantastic, probably honestly, I would say probably the best magic event every year. And it got pushed back. Then it got canceled last year, obviously, because of the pandemic. And they went and rescheduled for the middle of June this year. And it was still kind of like, eh, I don't know if it's going to happen. You know, we don't even know if people are going to be vaccinated yet. But now it's like, oh, maybe enough people could be vaccinated where we have a small event. Or at least a modified event. So you can still do maybe even an online fundraiser and we can still do commentary. And, you know, so I'm sure we'll be talking about it here sometime in the next couple of weeks. Uh, maybe even have Aaron on the show again so he can kind of give us an update. But yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know it's it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting situation leading up to it, though. All right, Brian. We've now had about a week to mess around with Strixhaven. How do you feel about the set so far?
0: Eh, I'm still kind of. Uh...
1: And I think part of it is because, you know, as somebody
0: that's not a hyper-competitive player, it's largely more about the theme for me. So this this theme just, it didn't, this theme didn't get me hot at all, y'all. Sorry.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was on a round table earlier with uh, the CNC Power Hour. Great folks over there. And we talked about that a little bit. You know, how, like, the good and the bad of going to a theme... That's well, one very American university centric, but just using that as a theme at all, or any any subject matter, right? That's relatable. Like there, I'm wondering, like, because there obviously are going to be people who go like, oh man, this reminds me of all my college experiences, blah blah blah. There's going to be some people that are just going like, oh man, I don't want those college memories, you know. And then there's going to be some people that said like, doesn't relate because I didn't even go to college. So it's kind of kind of an interesting thing, right? Because this is the first thing we've had in Magic that I think was blatantly based on real-world tropes that people can relate to. So I, 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 it'll be interesting to see how this plays out at the end of everything. But I will say, when the set was coming out, you know, there were so many people saying, oh, this set's going to be terrible, nobody's going to play any of these cards, and it's going to be the worst thing ever. Turns out that's not the case, as expected. You know, we're starting to see a lot of the cards showing up in several decks. Now, I think this weekend will be the first time we see some things. I think there's the CFB Pro Showdown. Uh, so you'll see some decks in that. And I think next week being like officially week two after the paper product comes out. I think that's when we'll start seeing a little bit of refined decks. Because you're going to get some stuff this weekend where I think you're going to see, I guess, the first iterations of ideas. Where people go, okay, this could be the direction for the best version of X. Right, And then, week two is, okay, now people have spent a week grinding against those, testing against those, playing against them in the ladder. Now, this is where we start shaping the metagame. But right now, it's just like, we're playing crazy stuff. Like, I put up a Witherbloom Reanimator deck, which is fantastic. You know, it's been really fun. I'm getting used to big, dumb creatures I don't normally get to play with, so that's always awesome. Uh, We've seen a lot of different versions of the small Witherbloom decks, using a lot of the pests. We're seeing prismari slash is it whatever you want to call it decks that are using like the prismari command the new dragon like those are big magma opus is a big card that we're seeing a lot matter of fact that card's going up in value pretty pretty quick again i mean just every color is getting played and we're seeing so much stuff you know the red white decks are good. mono white picked up some tools the magecraft stuff in the set turned out to be bigger than people thought lessons are becoming a part of the format pretty regularly uh people seem to be split over the limited format for it. There's some people who love booster drafting it. There's some people who hate it. But, you know, heard the same thing about Kaldheim, and some people thought it was the greatest limited set in forever. And other people are like, I just don't get it. It doesn't hit for me. So I think I that's also just a been-
0: wonder, you know, because for
1: so long the power
0: level was way too high. I wonder if people just got used to that to where even if there were multiple cards that people hated and needed to be banned each time. People just got to get used to having way too much power. So now anything that's not ridiculous and broken looks weak by
1: comparison. (laughs) You know, that was actually kind of my first logic there. But the more I thought about it is I think there's a couple of things at play. The first thing is that the last three sets have a lot of cards with a lot of words. And I think part of that is when you try to make a magic card do a unique or interesting thing, you also have to add words to keep the card from being busted, right? Yeah. You have to put the extra clauses of like, if you're playing this from the graveyard, if it would go back to the graveyard, it has to be exiled instead, right? So you have to add two whole sentences or whatever, or two lines of text to make sure that, okay, this doesn't just get constantly reused from the graveyard and be insane. right? we so talked I think about so. how every
0: time we interact with Questing Beast, we have to reread it, oh,
1: whether it's on our side or our opponent's side, just
0: to make sure we didn't forget something.
1: Yeah, for sure. Question B Beast has so many words. People think it does things that it doesn't do, right. right? But I think that's the thing, right? You have a lot of cards that end up like that. And I think that automatically in some ways like turns some people's brains off, right? Oh, there's a bunch of words. This card probably doesn't do anything that great or whatever. Especially after like Cosima where it's like, okay, I can play a land and then I can exile it. And then if I play a land again, I can maybe bring it into play, but I don't want to necessarily want to do that because I get to put counters on it. And then if I decide the next time I play a land, I could bring it into play and it's plus one, plus one for the number of times I didn't draw a card or didn't bring it into play. And then I get to draw cards for the number of those plus one, plus one. Like, there's a literally a paragraph, like a book on that thing to tell you how the card works. And people still don't understand it. And I think when you get cards like that, it's hard for people to immediately process if they're good or bad because they're doing very unique things. And they don't know what to do with it. So if they don't see a lot of obviously good cards. They just kind of like. Turn off and say. Oh, this probably isn't that good. Or this can't be as good as this. Or this set I want to be mad at. Like Eldraine. Makes these cards automatically irrelevant. Which by the way. If you rewind the clock. People used to have that conversation about. War of the Spark. And if you go further back. People used to have that conversation about. I think it was like Dominaria. And then you know. There was issues before that. Like there's always going to be something. But honestly, a lot of these cards, I think like we said before, like just the removal cards in this deck, the set alone are good. When you are talking about Vanishing Verse can destroy any monocolored thing. Uh, you've got Rip Apart that gives you the choice of dealing three to something or destroying an artifact or an enchantment. Like that's awesome. You know, we, hell...
0: I play Um, white. uh, Boo to these cards. Yeah, but like
1: Plum the Forgotten, which is a great thing to just draw a bunch of cards. Like that's just randomly in the set. And I think it's like uncommon or something, right? There's just so many good things that I think people just overlooked because they automatically went, well, nobody's going to play these. No, it turns out there's actually full decks built around some of these things. And they're actually good. And honestly, I would say if you're a content creator, it's been a good time. If you, if you were willing to dive, it, dive in on Strixhaven, this has actually been pretty solid. I've seen a lot of people, even some smaller creators I've been talking to, say like, yeah, I've been getting a lot of views. I've been getting a lot of subscribers since Strixhaven came out. And I wonder if because a lot of people just checked out on it or they were just like, oh, there's not gonna be anything here. Nobody cares. They just missed opportunity. And people are coming out still looking for content and they're following a lot of these people. You know, even my numbers were slow leading up to it and they're up a bit. So I I don't, I think there's a lot of people interested in this. And maybe, you know, again, maybe the theme is drawing some people in and they're just out there looking for ideas or stuff to play with, with the cards they plan to buy. For me, the whole college thing doesn't really hit. You know, I didn't go to a big, crazy university or whatever. I probably, I didn't, I wasn't in a, fraternity or anything because i probably never would be because the whole idea of pledging and all that is just i get it i have friends that are you know frats for life whatever i get it but the whole idea is still dumb to me doesn't make any sense i like i would have never participated i I was the same way to to me
0: it's it's funny that that you saw it as being like american college themed, because when i saw it first thing i thought of was harry potter and I just am not a huge Harry Potter person. So I largely was like, yeah.
1: You know? I think that was the light association. But I think if you really look at it, like Harry Potter was very much more like children, whereas this is more like, you know, the, the college experience. So I will say this, and it was funny because somebody mentioned this in the chat, that they mentioned the quadrangle. And I went, how did we not get a card that was just like hanging out in the quad?" That's something every campus has, right? Yeah. Like, and we don't have anything. Well, we did in the commander product, at least got like the sous chef guy, Guom or Guillaume, whatever the character's name is, the troll guy that's like the cook. But like, we didn't get a cafeteria or a mess hall or anything like that. So I'm like, we got all these random things and we missed like the obvious tropes for the schools. Like, and it's weird because I didn't even notice it until they mentioned the ring, and I started thinking about other stuff. And I was like, man, there's more stuff I would have included here that we didn't get. So it's kind of funny. But yeah, I don't know. So far, the set actually looks pretty good. A bunch of the cards kind of came down in value leading up to the set as, like, people were like, oh, these are all going to be terrible. But it turns out a bunch of them are starting to move a little bit because people are like, oh, these cards actually are good and playable. And some of them are actually, I honestly truly going to believe, find their way into older formats. And that's always good for card value and set value. So, I don't know. Strict saving so far has surprised me a little more than I think I initially thought it was going to. now brian you found a very interesting story and it kind of comes back to some other stuff we talked about but uh you found some news about epic that was pretty interesting you want to share that
0: yeah we, we you know i have a couple thousand of podcasts to give just give you updates on what cool free games epic is giving away and to go on like okay what is the business model here how long are they just going to give away all those brand new games and as I'm sure you've heard, Epic and Apple are fighting back and forth over Apple's, you know, control of the uh, iOS App Store and whatnot. And part of the lawsuit, Epic has revealed that uh, over the past couple of years, they have apparently spent around 400 million to make about 90 million with all these game UAs, which insane. obviously is not a sustainable business model.
1: Like this is this is always the weird part to me, right? Because they have to be raising money right they have to be going to investment firms or to angel investors or whatever but like how do you keep convincing people like oh yeah so oh, it so didn't, it it didn't even that it's that Fortnite makes 400 million a month so <laughs> well that's fair if you're at least buoyed by something but like what's what's the game plan because like even on steam you have to spend like $4.99 for most of the games or something, right? Like, you're giving them yeah. some amount of money. I can't even remember the last time I downloaded a free thing from Steam. But apparently, the only things I could think of when we were talking that somebody has mentioned Epic for was a free download.
0: So Yeah, I, so right now, it, it's estimated Steam still has roughly 90% of the PC game marketplace so as of as of today, you know. Epic still has not made anything, you know, resembling an interrupt, Which again, this is this is basically a month's worth of income for them, thanks to how ridiculously popular Fortnite is. But
1: the thing that's I, even crazier, right? Because think about that: even with them having Fortnite, they can't crack more than ten percent. Like that's wild. Yeah. They they are not not doing well at getting market share. <laughs>
0: Steam is like Coke for video games. They had they have so so much. That's actually ninety percent is worse is or a bigger market share than what Coke has. No, uh, I
1: like was gonna joke, say no they're, they're more they're more Amazon. Yeah, because there's no Pepsi right now. Yeah, <laughs> they are the
0: the the elephant in the room. They're squashing everybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about it even when I was playing like Among Us. I went and downloaded it on Steam, as almost yeah. everybody did. Yeah, so I'm like, that alone probably got them another, hell, probably another couple hundred million dollars, five bucks at a time, because everybody I know downloaded that damn game.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, there was an update, and then they had, like, some packs come out that you can get different uh, little things for, I don't know what you call your little astronauts or whatever. So there was little, you get little funny hats and stuff for them. So it's like, all that made them money. So, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. Like, that's, but, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. When you told me that, I went like, yeah. I don't know if, if anybody is downloading and paying for stuff on Epic, I have not met that person. Or at least they haven't said it to me. Almost every person I know who is mentioned, <laughs> actually, I, can, I can say every person I know that's mentioned downloading something from Epic has always been for free. I would, would be. I'm in that audience too. And the only time I even considered doing it would have been for a free game. So I, I don't know, man. And I get it. Having you know, if all away. your, if the majority of your
0: games are on Steam, then you gotta like, go, okay, open another thing. Obviously, will probably gotta shut Steam down unless your PC is really powerful. it ends up, if the majority of the stuff you want is on Steam, it ends up not being worth it.
1: Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, at some point, you say, okay, we're gonna give these away for free to get people to download our thing and you know start using us, but like at least do them for, like, 99 cents, you know, like, or something. Generate some amount of it. Because, I mean, hell, some of these games they've had are only, like, three, four months old sometimes.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm just like, how do you make, like, people would gladly buy that for five bucks. Like, what are you doing?
0: That's how the Steam sale works. Is they take a game that you wanted to buy at full price for years, and then, you, of course, you end up not playing it, which is a whole other topic, because mm-hmm. you only paid $5 for it.
1: Oh, I know multiple people that between like Steam Sales and Humble Bundles, they'll tell you they've got like 50 games they have on their machine they've not played. Right. Which is why I stay away from the Humble Bundles because I'm just like, I, I know I don't have time. That's going to be wasted money for me. <laughs>
0: It's just, you know, the value you spend on a thing is it because, yeah, if I, if I drop 70 on a game, yeah, I don't care. I don't care if I think it's terrible. I'm going to play it for about eight to 10 hours to decide, yeah, I'm, I'm convinced it's terrible. That's fair. If I buy the game for free, you're like, eh, I'll get to it. And, you know, all the games that, that you and I probably both have on our machines, you never get to it.
1: Well, we have some other fun news, though. It was announced on, I believe, on the 19th, and this just kind of came out in the middle of the day, random announcement that Wizards of the Coast is doing a promotion with, I almost want to say, like, the YouTube star of the moment. Right. Mr. Beast.
0: I've heard of him. Yeah,
1: he's kind of a big deal. Yeah, not only, like, Mr. Beast, like, let me put it in perspective. Like, the dude <laughs> t- did, a like, a short video. I want to say it was like a week or two ago. Showing all of his YouTube play buttons. You know, because they award them to you when you get... I think it's like uh, like a million. Or maybe it's like when you get to like a 500,000. You're like a million. And then like whatever. 10 million or whatever, right? 50 million. He's got... He's literally sitting in a pile of play buttons. Because he's got his main channel that's got like... I think over 60 million now subscribers. He's got a reaction channel he's got a gaming channel and he's got one other one and all of them have millions of subscribers
0: just like michael jackson sitting just surrounded by all the grabbies
1: yeah like dude's sick right and for those you don't know anything about mr beast he literally is what i would love to do if i had money right he does now he does do some stuff that are just crazy stunts to do them and they're good you know viewing but he does a lot of stuff where he like went and renovated some houses and just sold them to people for $1. You know, he went to a car lot. It was a small one, you know, had like, I think 16 cars on the lot or something, bought them all just to give them away to people. Like the dude went and bought out a grocery store just to donate the food to food shelters, you know, like food kitchens, you know, and I'm just like, this is crazy. And, but it's awesome, right? And he also does stuff where he gets a bunch of friends and other content creators, and he does, like, crazy games, and the winner wins, like, $50,000. You know, he's he's giving away a small island. You know, he's he's just doing wild, over-the-top things just to give stuff away, just because.
0: Yeah. We talked about this. It's great to see that kind of content because so much of what's on YouTube is what's, for lack of a better term, toxic.
1: Oh, I agree. And I think what's cool about him, and it's not like he's balling out of control with his like riches or whatever. Right. Like he's not, at least from what I've seen, he's not living in a big crazy house. He's not driving around like a Rolls Royce or anything. Like he's got like a Tesla, you know, but he's just kind of still a dude, which is cool. But I mean, literally just, you know, giving away millions, you know, he's even said he's done videos that are like a couple hundred thousand, you know, just, just to pull them off. You know, and give away the money and do all that stuff. So it's crazy. But anyway, to stick with giving away something awesome, if, we're well, you're, hopefully you're listening to this on Thursday or very early Friday morning, but you can log into Magic Arena at home on uh, Magic Arena. And if you get paired up with Mr. Beast between the hours of 11 a.m. and noon Pacific time, you will be given twenty five thousand dollars. That's going to go to two people. Don't even have to win. You just have to play the game and finish it. That's it. Those are the only rules I could find. So just play your opponents to completion.
0: Oh god, what, and, did, you get this, what did you get disconnected? If they talked about that, because we are talking about arena?
1: Nope, they didn't. But here, here's the thing: people were like, "Well, how will? Why would people not just like?" Add, drop, add, drop, add, drop, right? Just keep conceding. I said, well, they solve for that because you are not going to know if you're playing against Mr. Beast. He's just going to have a random username. Okay. So you're going to have to play every opponent because you don't know.
0: That's great.
1: Yeah. And it's going to be sealed format, so you don't even have to have a deck prepared. They're using pre-built Strixhaven decks. You can just choose one and play that, is my understanding. So it's really open to everybody who wants to play. And to me, this is a very cool promotion, right? Like it fits Jimmy's brand, Mr. Beast, right? It it fits his brand perfectly. Because you're getting to give away huge prizes, you know, two $25,000 checks effectively. It's still just giving something away for minimal effort, you know, which he loves doing. Like he just gives it to people and says, hey, here's a way to help you out. You didn't have to go do something crazy for it. And it's a great cross promotion, right? He's... He's talking about getting more into magic and doing all this stuff. And, you know, his friends are nerds and they have a gaming channel and all that. And for wizards of the coast and magic, it's like, you have literally the currently the, I mean, he doesn't have the most subscribers yet. That's probably like PewDiePie or something, but he is currently, if you ask people about known internet, YouTube celebrities, he's going to be one of the top names. Right. So he's out there promoting it. People are talking about it. I'm one of the idiots that are out there making YouTube videos about it. So like, yeah, this is going to go well. I would not be surprised if this is light years beyond. When you're comparing numbers, this probably has to be multiples bigger of the largest F&M field that we'll ever have had on Magic Arena today. I would be oh, shocked no if it's not. I mean, you get a shot at winning cash for effectively doing nothing. Like, you can't do better than that. You know what I mean? Like, you literally log on, you play your games, Maybe you get paired with the person giving you money. If not, oh well. And apparently, I guess, after 12 noon, you sometime in the, within that next hour, you'll just get an email saying, hey, congratulations, fill out this stuff so we can send you $25,000. It's that simple. Like, you can't beat that for a promotion. And I, the only thing I stole, I think, was it a Canadian friend who mentioned they may not be eligible for it if certain things weren't filled out or whatever ahead of time, so they could win it. Some kind of weird clause that if you give away prizes over a certain amount, the government has to like approve it or something. I don't know. So like, I guess it's not completely free in some countries, but man, 25 K. You are know, not completely That's, free in any country. There's all these taxes. <laughs> you, if you know get what? You, you can take your, whatever that will be for me. I don't know. Like what's that? Probably like eight K out of it. I'm good with that. Like, I'll, I'll still take the rest. Now, Brian, right. if you won the 25K, what would you do with that?
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: I guess probably uh,
0: get, a, get a bunch of soundproofing stuff for our studio. I think it would be probably the first thing that I would think
1: of. That would be a good yeah. one. I think for me, it would be, well, I mean, we have some small projects already moving into a new house that, like we were going to do, so that's probably where my money would go. And I know it's probably not fun for people to hear that, that like, I'm not going to get some crazy, like, I don't know, 4K camera or something. <laughs> like, I want to take care of other stuff first. And then if I had a couple thousand left and like, maybe I would consider, you know, some content related stuff, but yeah, I mean, it, it would be, that's, I can't, man, I just hope, you know, obviously I would like to be one of the winners. Right. But if I'm not, I really, truly hope it goes to somebody that can use it, especially right now with like, some people still trying to recover financially from the pandemic and all that. Like I would love to see that. Hell, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to hold myself to this. If by some magical odds, because I assume it's going to, it's going to be two out of like, if not a million players, several hundred thousand players. But if I were to get it, I would be willing to give away at least a thousand dollars you brian could probably even talk me into two thousand dollars and we could come up with a way to do a cross-promotion with the show to give some money away so how about that if i, I the odds are low but if i hit it i'll share some share some of those riches with people so how's that Good to me. all right Let, let's move on from that note to the next interesting bit of news we have here So, yeah, Brian, you also pointed out something pretty interesting that uh, one Steve Urkel that randomly we had actually mentioned not long ago on the show is getting into business. Yep. He is started, like a lot of celebrities, he has
0: started his own line of top shelf cannabis. And yes, it does include the world famous purple Urkel cannabis strain, which I just found out about because I'm not. Sorry, no, uh, beyond knowing about the memes and 420, that's the extent of my cannabis knowledge. But yeah, he's—I'm just happy to see a child star, you know that—that that has not turned out to have all the problems that you see so often.
1: Yeah, you know, didn't go down the rabbit hole of like drugs and alcohol and all that stuff.
0: He also you know, one of his things—he hosts a podcast called Ever After, where he interviews. Other child stars for who have actually survived that transition into adulthood and adult life. So he's really taking care cool. of
1: himself. I didn't know about that. You know, one of the things I do find interesting, you know, there's been a lot of talk in several communities about, uh, you know, cannabis businesses, you know, whether that's labs, growers, retailers, whatever, distributors, you know, being. N- not being people of color. You know, when people of color had been effectively harassed, arrested, killed or whatever right. over this stuff, locked up for life, you know, whatever for years. So there's been a big movement to get a lot of people of color, and particularly black business owners that want to to get involved in the whole cannabis industry. So it's kind of cool to see, you know, an actor of color really kind of step up and kind of start pushing that because it opens up the door for other jobs. You know, honestly, some people are already familiar with the product, make good right. salespeople. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that's some of it. And but he's that somebody you know, that
0: everybody knows. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Even your mom and your grandma. Remember Urkel?
1: You know what though? I, I will say this, that, and, and I get it. Cause a lot of places in the country or in a lot of places still don't have legalized weed. Right. Just not a thing. But when I moved to the Northwest, particularly the state of Washington, and I don't think I had an idea in my mind of what the stores were going to be like. And by the way, I haven't smoked weed. I don't, I don't have anything, no problem with it. But when my friends have wanted to go pick up something, I've gone into the stores with them up here. And let me tell you, like, it ain't what you think. Like, these places are like Apple stores, but with weed. And I mean, like, nice wood displays. You know, nice hardwood. Some of them have, like, special lighting in the case for, for the different strains or whatever. They've got sample stuff. They've got, you know, a special section for, like, handmade pipes. And, oh, and the people, the people who work there, they actually have title. They're called Bud Tenders, by the way. That's <laughs> nice. They're not Bartenders. They are Bud Tenders. And that's the thing. I thought somebody was just messing with me being cute at a store. But, no, apparently that's, like, the title they use up here. So, I, I don't know if that's universal, but that that's at least up here you know i'm i'm not in the know i'm just telling you what i'm passing along from from my experiences
0: well well, you know what you got to do now if he's not acting anywhere you got to hire bud from the cosby show to be a bud <laughs> yeah, exactly. how much money urkel should hire him probably
1: but here's the other thing too there's like good little neighborhood spots that are in these like nice older houses that they fixed up and everything like so it's really an experience like these these are literally like Consider it like any other hobby store or something you would go to that's just nicely done. That's literally what it's like. So, And and it's funny because I have people from back home in Texas or whatever that, you know, they'll ask questions like, well, what's it like up there? It's like with everybody smoking and, you know, whatever. And it's (laughs) like, people are just walking the street like weed zombies. Like, what do you, you know, what do you think it's like Amsterdam, man. I guess, but like, I don't know. Like, it's just, like i mean sometimes you'll smell it cuz obviously like you know somebody's got their windows open or something or whatever but it's it's not like it's just you know you're you're not you know in target and people are just walking around smoking but you know it's a different place it really is like up here you know weeds legal i can buy alcohol while i'm getting my groceries yeah like just you know there's neighborhood casinos you yeah, know like Just things that people think are just like down south are like the worst thing ever. And I'm like, no, this is actually good. It's good for revenue. It's good for jobs. Like I didn't know Washington had legalized gambling. Yeah. Here's Here's the thing where Washington is messed up, though. There's all types of legalized gambling, even like horse races and stuff, whatever, right? But you can't legally play like daily fantasy sports and stuff.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah, like if you have Washington numbers or access, wherever you're blocked from those sites and things.
0: Louisiana, I think, is the same way, where they got every kind of gambling in the world, but they don't want you to Fanduel.
1: Yeah, so it's such a weird thing. I don't really understand it. Well, I guess because, because they don't
0: get any of the money from duel.
1: But even so then, you reach know. out to those sites and say, like, hey, fine. If anybody has, like, these zip codes or area codes or whatever, we get, I don't know, some percent, 2%, 5%, whatever. Like, you make more money, and they make more, more money. Of course they'd be down with it. I wonder like, if they've done that and
0: FanDuel and or DraftKings said no. And they just said, well, never mind. Man. You can't,
1: you can't gamble here. I can't imagine that. Like you can have a hundred percent of zero or you can have 2% of what would literally be millions. You know what I mean? Like that's for not any real extra effort, except for maybe maintaining an extra server or something. You know what I mean? Like that seems very foolish to not take that deal from both sides. So I'm sure there's more like political stuff involved than anything.
0: Yeah, I know like Texas, for example, it's legal, and I play occasionally, and when Texas try- talks about banning it, they send to be all these things talking about, write your congressman, and I'm thinking, like, I've never ridden them before. I don't know that I want the first time they hear from me <laughs> to be about gambling <laughs> on fantasy sports.
1: <laughs> Yo, look, you don't know me, but you ain't taking away my gambling, just saying. Right. You know. No, but really, I think it's cool, right? This whole thing with Urkel is really interesting. You know, I wonder how many other kind of like celebrities are going to get into that space and really promote it. You know, obviously you have dudes like Snoop, but, you know, that's kind of Snoop's brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more, it's more of a brand more than a business with him. But, yeah,
0: it's cool. Yeah, like so I for said, somebody like, you know, Urkel with the squeakiest, cleanest image you can imagine, this is a huge deal.
1: Oh, Absolutely. But like I said, I have to admit, like, I'm not a weed smoker, but after seeing it all and experiencing it and whatever, I can't complain about it. No. I mean, it's like I said, it's good money. It's keeping people off the street. It's giving jobs like I'm for it. The only thing I have is I don't really like playing games with people when they're drunk or high. I, I, you know, I was gonna
0: mention that. Like, I, of course, I, I we, we obviously probably take our gaming slightly more seriously than most people since we're trying to turn a profit on it. But yeah, I hate that.
1: Oh no, for me, like, I if I am invited to a board game night, like, and I know people, hell, even if people are gonna be binging the wine a little too much, I'm like, eh, I'm good. Like, I'm fine. I will have drinks while I play. Nothing wrong with that. But like, there's a point where. I don't want to end up being the person that has to like keep reminding everybody of the rules and like right. keep the game moving and like I don't want to end up hurting cats to play a game. Yeah. Right. Like it's not even about being serious. It could just be board games. But like I don't yeah, they're just not fun to me. So now when people are like, Oh yeah, I'd love to drink and it was like and they wanna invite you over because you like board games, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, like I just skip out on it. And I've told people, like, I'm not against drinking. I'm not against drinking when playing board games, but when I know people are going to be drinking to be beyond tipsy, I'm not, I'm not for it. Like especially if you want to play anything more than like a simple card-based game or a roll and right. go type game, like I, it's too much. It's too much. Especially yeah, when you like a, you, you play Battlestar Galactica, you
0: know? When yeah, when you gotta it. like
1: figure out how much to spend and plan your next turn, and you know somebody's trying to make a deal with you and they have to recite it like five times because you keep forgetting what's going on. It's like yeah, I'm out. <laughs> like I can't do that. I can't. But yeah, good for good old Jaleel White. I'm down. Uh, This is just a little quick blurb for everybody. Just kind of let you know that MTD singles still hot. Uh, People are still moving lots of cards, lots of crazy old stuff still going up in value. Dumb cards that have no business being of value are of value right now. And particularly some of the stuff from the recent Commander 2021 stuff already starting to make their way to buy list and moving up a little bit and you're starting to see a little bit of movement on commander legends i think that was a thing where it was had a decent size printing a lot of it got open people were chasing a lot of the foils and stuff but ultimately i think now that we moved on you know a couple sets down the road and people aren't really opening it anymore you're starting to see that graph start going the other direction a little bit you know so Keep your eyes on that stuff. I think if there's anything that you wanted, I would probably snag it right now while a bunch of stuff is like at that $3, $4 or less because some of the ones, you know, that are in the 99 cent to a dollar value a couple months ago are already starting to move up and hit that $3 point. So keep an eye on a few of those things. Just a little uh, word to the wise for you. But that being said, it's time for some dinner table. And... uh I'm going to let you take the lead on this, Brian, because it's a little bit more in your video game space. But apparently there was some unfortunate news with EA that kind of leads to another topic of conversation.
0: Yeah, uh, EA has been having huge problems with FIFA and just the amount of racist content there is in the game. For example, you know, when you do your creative player mode there, they'll ask you what you would like your player to be called when the commentator says says your name. And um, there's a lot of people who play soccer that have a surname like Negro. So of course, people are thinking they're funny, be like, and spamming the buttons. Oh look, it keeps saying Negro over and over again, and thinking it's hilarious. There's another player whose name is uh, spelled like it's been like K H U N E. So I guess to I don't know how the machine says it, but it's basically people try to use that to say like, ah, hey, look, it says Coon. You know, look at that. It's hilarious.
1: Yeah, see, that's just frustrating. Because, like, it's... Because, honestly... And it sucks. I don't blame EA for this, right? Because that's a cool feature to have. Like, you make a custom player and you're going to have, like, announcers that can learn the language to talk about you or whatever. So, like, you could have your name in the game so they're they're shouting, shouting your name when you score a goal or whatever. Like, that's actually pretty fun. Yeah. So I don't blame them for that. The problem is... human gamers are stupid. Because, like... I'll be honest. Even if we're playing arena, I've probably reported like, at least I, I say, that, I'd probably be exaggerating. I'm more, more than I would say I've probably reported 10 or more already. And there's probably a couple more that I probably should have reported that I just didn't take the time to do. But I see a lot of stuff out there that I'm just like, really, that's the name you're going with. Yeah. And there's some that I haven't reported that aren't necessarily like racist or anything, but they're just like, borderline maybe pg-13 you know i'm just right. like is that really like are, is this it right this is the best you could do you got the entirety of your language and this is what you came up with
0: and you know it's you're gonna get reported of times so you're eventually gonna get banned is it worth now i know you know it's not probably not that hard to start another account but in most cases they're gonna charge you at least Five or ten dollars. You love racism so much, you're willing to keep paying money for it.
1: Or lose the progress on your current account.
0: Yeah. That's the thing that blows my mind. More than the the money. It's like, oh, okay, now I'm starting at the beginning.
1: Yeah, the time that's invested you would lose would be a bigger problem, even more than the cash.
0: Because I play sports games. I can't even imagine doing something
1: where they would have to reset my account on purpose. And the worst part is, like, this is every game. Like I can't remember a game I've played, at least something I've played fairly regularly, and didn't encounter at least a handful of just like foul or graphic or racist usernames. And they and yes, there are filters and things to try to keep people from registering certain. But you know, people have gotten creative and use letters and numbers together, yeah. or they'll they'll use symbols to try to make certain letters that they can't put in there for the word, or they'll try weird spaces or hyphens and, you know, like,
0: yeah, machine is never going to be able to pick up every permutation of any word, let alone a racial slur.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's not new. Like it comes up, like it just, it just gets old seeing it. And then there's like, I think I told you about this. I think it was two days ago. I'm streaming and I see a name and it's blackie board. And I was like, really? This is what we're doing, but then I did a double take and realized it said black keyboard. But I'd seen so many just racing, yeah. but like my ma- brain just kind of associated and went, really this is what you're doing. You know, I'm just like, uh, that's how common it is that you just you're already tough. assume.
0: Speaking of which, you're talking about how many people you've reported, they said since FIFA 21 launch, and I believe it usually launches around August or September. They have banned 9,000 accounts and issued more than 25,000 warnings. And as you, as you mentioned, we, we don't report everybody. You don't have time, you know, a lot of the time.
1: Yeah. And also for like, especially if you're playing on a, on a PC. So a lot of times you have to like click a button or you have to like submit a file or take a screen cap or whatever and like, and sometimes just more of a process than you want it to be. So just like well, yeah. whatever, I'm gonna let it. If you're slide. streaming,
0: especially doing a, doing a video of some kind, you're trying to keep everything. You don't want to make any cuts that you don't have to. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've literally like even told my chat, I'm like, hey, hold up, I got to write down like the time and whatever, so I can report this later or whatever. And even that just like derails what you're doing, and it sucks because you feel like you're doing a disservice. I was gonna say to the community, but even to yourself, to not report it, so you almost feel obligated to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the part that sucks. So You're just like, okay, well, now I got to take time to go through this process to deal with this because there's a knucklehead on here who wants to use the term blackie or negro or whatever in their username for no good reason. Like, why? Like, what are we doing? I saw one. It was a. Uh, what? What was it? Like of it was something like Asians hate babies or something. And I'm like, why would you even put that in a name? Like what, what, like, not only that, like, I always think about these people. I'm like, let's say you're down at your local game store or you're hanging out with friends at a convention and whatever game it is you play. They're like, oh yeah, sweet. I play that too. Why don't we friend each other? What's yeah. your username? And you've got to look somebody dead in the face and be like, "Uh, darkies suck, Asian yeah. tape babies." You know what I mean? Like you have to. Like, how comfortable are you that you're gonna say that to somebody?
0: Like, and I guess you know because I, I, mean? no, I mean I know I play a whole bunch of multiplayer games. You know I can't even imagine going into somebody's party with a name like that. Yeah, you, see that—that's crazy too. You can't play multiplayer unless you're able to put in this, business, let's say a game like Call of Duty, you got to find a group of people that are cool with that. So you've already pulled together five or six people who are cool with racial hate, basically. So That's got to be a great, just a fun group of people to hang out with.
1: Yeah. I don't even, yeah, you're right. Right. You when you're playing a multiplayer game, like there has to be that awkward moment where the other four people in the lobby are just going like, huh really all right then uh how about we don't play with this dude <laughs> you know oh, what yeah. i mean <laughs> but yeah that's the thing that messed me up because i i have been at many conventions where people are like oh you play world of warcraft 2 or you play halo or you play whatever like yeah hey here's my username you know and or you write it down for somebody or whatever and like if somebody wrote one of these crazy names on a piece of paper for me i'd be like
0: Really? Yeah, i
1: with you. Yeah, I mean, seriously, that'd be my reaction. Like, this is By the, the best you can do. Up until,
0: I want to say, last year, when you created a PlayStation ID, Sony didn't let you change it.
1: Really? They so just you, about so you were a year or so ago
0: actually said, hey, you can change, you know, you're crazy. Like, because. Think about whatever name you came up with when you were 13, you know, your noob killer69, and you think that's the greatest gamertag that's ever been created, and you're
1: stuck with that. That's fair. That's fair. You know, take it a step further though, I gotta tell you, dude, I have people who have cause you know, a lot of people had those as their email addresses too. Yeah. I have gotten job applications for oh serious jobs where somebody is for real, like gamer noob 45. Kill all the giants at Hotmail or whatever, and I'm like, college hottie
0: nineteen. Yeah, I'm like,
1: 96. this is. I'm like, yo, dog, like, you ever think about just updating that email address, or maybe just getting one for business? They're free. You <sighs> and know what they I did mean? Not like, think about you can go that. over to Gmail, Hotmail, Yahoo, hell, AOL. Like, you still get free free email I addresses just, everywhere. If AOL still a thing? Yeah, <laughs> AOL. I still I have an old AOL, AOL account that I use for junk mail. Like, if I'm in the mall and somebody's like, hey, okay. you want to sign up for a thing? I got an email address I can give you.
0: <laughs> That's brilliant. I would have never thought of that.
1: But seriously, like, I, it's amazing how, like, how little awareness people have. Like, it's, and dude, it's a crazy thing when you're going down somebody's thing and you're like, okay, I like this thing. I like this. They seem interested yeah. in this job. All right. Yeah. And then you go to contact them. And I'm like, I don't even want this address in my history. Right. <laughs> like, for real like i don't even want anybody to be like who is he emailing at that address like nah i'm good like i don't even need that in my life like and and what's crazy like some of these jobs are for real like middle level jobs like these aren't like intro jobs so and they're not even taking the time to take whatever that takes you five minutes to set up a new email address yeah to have something serious like i Again, if somebody asks you, like, cool, what email address should we contact you back at? Right? And you're like, get all the hotties. And <laughs> yeah. hotmail. You know, whatever. Right? Like, like, what? Like, You're going to look at your potential future boss and say that with a straight face? Like, who are these people? <sighs> but some people are like that, man. Like, no. you know, they just don't have the awareness or care. You know, I have told people, like, I use one that I've used for 20 plus years. It's just... One of those things, it's identifiable, it's good, it's become part of my brand, whatever. But if I used anything else, it would probably just be like my Gmail, just be like DQ Watson. That'd probably be it. It wouldn't be anything crazy. Like, again, I, you want it to be something that's associated with you. Like, especially like. Purple Urkel. Well, yeah, <laughs> that'd be all right, though. But, but here's the thing, right? Because we live in a world now where you can be randomly drawn to win a thing. You can participate Mm -hmm. in a contest. They can be inviting you onto a Twitch stream or whatever. Like, and that's the name you want associated with you in the public. Like imagine trying to get sponsors. Cause you're like, Oh, I crush everybody at Madden. I'm like a top 200 player, blah, blah, whatever. And then, you know, you reach out with sponsor and they're like, cool. Why don't you, cause all those things always tell you, like fill in your, your user ID on the games you play or whatever, blah, blah. Like, that automatically has to be a deal breaker. I can't imagine any legit sponsor, you know, these Red Bulls and HP and all these companies are going to look at that and be like, this is the person we want to have our name associated with. We want our logo on their jersey, right? Like, that's never going to happen. Like, you're just costing yourself opportunity on top of being an awful person. But, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully EA gets that sorted out Cause that that's a cool feature that people are just ruining honestly yeah well, all right brian we are over time why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can find you when you're not doing the podcast
0: all right i am dl caesar on youtube twitter instagram and our family channel on youtube is
1: allen's ever after and as always you can find me at PowerDragon, P-O-W-R-D-R-A-G-N on most platforms, but right now you can catch me on Twitter and share in the shower thoughts that I post a few times a week, which are hilarious for conversation, or you can catch me during the weekdays on Facebook gaming, doing my streams, or on Twitch. Otherwise, catch me on YouTube. I put videos up every day. And as always, wherever you're listening, whenever you're listening, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And for a while longer, while people are still trying to get vaccinated, please remember to wear your mask, wash your hands, stay away from other humans, so we can get back to gaming and gathering sooner rather than later if you'd like to further support color of magic you can find us on our website at color of mtg.com we also have a patreon if you'd like to donate Under patreon.com slash color of magic you can also find us on facebook under color of magic and if you want to follow us along at twitter you can find us there at color of mtg and as always please share the podcast around to your friends your network people you think might enjoy it because every little bit helps as we're trying to increase our user base.